Talk and Pray for Life and Business, faith-based personal development courses and coaching, tapping into our best life. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Cassida for Talk and Pray, and it took me a while to settle into myself. Do you know the feeling? Capable, ambitious, but wanting more? More impact, more success, more satisfaction? Me too. I've been a mompreneur and now maturepreneur. How do you like that term? (laughs) And I have a lifetime of experience, work, family, love, and loss that combined with the truth of scripture have taught me valuable lessons. I have a passion to share that wisdom with women of faith who want more. Welcome to Talk and Pray for Life and Business. Dental work. I've decided I don't like saying I grew up poor. I guess I've come to expect certain stereotypes. Being Appalachian from Kentucky, naturally blonde, at least I used to be, (laughs) a woman, and yes, growing up with limited financial resources, I can see how the word poor would fit in the mix. But we weren't poor in the ways that count. We didn't have a lot of money, but we were never hungry. We grew our own vegetables, fruit, beef, pork, and chicken. And we never lacked any of the necessities of life, like clothing, shelter, electricity, heat, or transportation. Our clothes were often hand-me-downs, but my mother took great pride in her laundry, so they were clean, crisp, often starched and ironed to look as new and fresh as possible. And for the record, we Appalachians do have our teeth. (laughs) Every hillbilly cartoon character I've ever seen has teeth missing, so I wanted to make that clear. We didn't have money for braces, though, so I have slightly crooked teeth. Braces would have been an extravagance, and getting my teeth aligned and straightened was low on the list of priorities. I had a severe underbite as a kid that did need fixing, so Mom and Dad took me to an old-timey dentist. When I say old-timey, I mean old-timey like Pappy O'Donnell in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? If you've not seen the movie, Pappy O'Donnell was played by Charles Durning. Pappy was heavy set, wore a white suit and hat, had a high nasally southern accent, and he was the epitome of the 1930s southern gentleman carpetbagger politician, complete with opportunist quotes of scripture and questionable ethics. I'm not saying my childhood dentist was of the same character, but my memory paints him in hues of that throwback to another time. He was a smoker, a throat cancer survivor, and because cancer took his vocal folds, he spoke with a mechanical voice box by holding a receiver over his throat as he talked. I don't remember my reaction to the sound of his tinny, monotone words, but I can be sure my mother gave me a look that said, "'Don't ask questions!' Pretty traumatizing for me as a kid. But he was affordable and competent, if somewhat intimidating. He did a filling for me with no Novocaine. Doesn't hurt that bad, he said, which may explain the high pain tolerance I have as an adult. And because my lower teeth were so crowded, he pulled a molar with what I will swear to this day was an actual pair of auto mechanics pliers. For the underbite, he fashioned a sort of prosthesis that he called a bite block. It sat over my lower front teeth and over time forced my upper teeth out over the lower ones. To his credit, my teeth look fairly normal, (laughs) and the no-numb feelings lasted 30 years or more. 
I remember him mixing the filling material with his instruments and packing my cavity with it. At that time, fillings were an amalgam of mercury, silver, and other alloys. I'm not saying I have enough silver to dig up my grave for, but there was enough in my mouth as a kid that my teeth would hurt when cold weather came. Today, the more aesthetically pleasing white dental fillings are prettier and don't freeze my mouth, but they also don't last as long as the old amalgam did. That mixture stayed with me for decades. It makes me think of the mixture that I am. It's lasted for decades, too. I am a combination of my mom's and dad's DNA, and they, a mixture of their parents, and so on, back to the beginning of time. My friend Linda has been researching her family history, and she posted an illustration on Facebook called Ancestral Mathematics, which said, For you to be born today from 12 previous generations, you needed a total of 4,094 ancestors over the last 400 years. That's a lot of DNA. Psalm 139 verses 15 and 16 tells us, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. In the Hebrew, the word translated as woven means to deck with color, to variegate. The Amplified Version says intricately and skillfully formed, as if embroidered with many colors. The picture is of the complex embroidery that was used for garments and the tapestries in the temple. And that's how we are formed in the womb. Unique, a work of art, beautiful and utilitarian, pleasing in appearance and in usefulness. We aren't static, though. We are not the same today as when we arrived fresh in the delivery or birthing room. We also are an amalgam of the people who are impacting us every day. It's why it's so important to choose your friends, associates, and influences carefully. We tend to think of influences as the people we see face-to-face on a daily or weekly basis, but it is also who you listen to or read on social media, through podcasts like this one, books, television, and where you hang out and do business. In my childhood, we sang a little Sunday school song called Be Careful. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little tongue, what you speak. In a world of a million voices, how do you discern what should be added to your DNA? What can be mixed together like the dentist's amalgam to make you the person God has created you to be? Here are some questions I ask myself before allowing a word, an opinion, a perspective to permeate my identity. Number one, is the voice that I'm listening to consistent with the character of Jesus? I love how the Apostle John introduces Jesus in the first chapter of his gospel. John says, We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Those two words, grace and truth. Are the people we are listening to or reading speaking truth? Do they speak truth without belittling another person? Are they respectful? Does their tone resonate with care and love? 
When the Holy Spirit speaks truth to me, he doesn't belittle or shame. His job is not condemnation, but conviction that shows the way to choose what is right. Grace and truth allow room for improvement. In a culture that delights in division and a political climate fraught with disrespect and dishonor, truth and grace in partnership is rare. Look for it in the voices you listen to. Cultivate them together in your own conversation. Too little truth is permissive. Too little grace is legalistic and judgmental. Cultivate relationships with people who give you both truth and grace in equal measure. And look for the same in the voices that influence you. Another question is, does this voice edify? Edify is a good old King James word. Ephesians 4.29 in the NIV says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Building up and being beneficial is to edify. Are the voices you listen to building you up? Are they beneficial for your growth, your personal development? Have you ever been with a group of people, friends or acquaintances, and when you leave them you feel depressed or slightly off, maybe a little discontented or annoyed? I spent time over a period of months meeting with a group of women in ministry, and when I left, I always felt off with an I-don't-get-it-or-what-just-happened kind of vibe. As I analyzed my time with them, I realized they often cloaked gossip and dissension in the guise of a prayer request. (laughs) The old adage that if they'll talk about others in front of you, they'll talk about you in front of others comes to mind. I wasn't worried about what they would or could say about me, but I didn't want to be party to that kind of talk. I stopped going to the meetings and eventually left the organization. It was not edifying. On the other hand, I've been in the company of non-believers who were expert edifiers. Many of the personal development books I read are not written from a strictly Christian worldview. I find them edifying, though, because they increase my knowledge of business and productivity, and they help me grow the gifts God has given me. I've also read books written by believers and non-believers who, perhaps in an effort to be inclusive and appeal universally, will refer to God as creator or a higher power or the universe when talking about how we are gifted and how God works on our behalf. I don't dismiss the value of what they can teach me because they express their understanding of God differently than I do. I read with my worldview and dismiss what I know conflicts with the truth of Scripture. I'm grateful for what I learn from them, and my prayer is that they come to know Jesus and experience His truth and grace. Voices that edify you will enable and empower you to grow and build up, benefit, edify others. The third question I consider is, does this draw me closer to God? My late son, Sam, loved the movie Chariots of Fire, and he had a couple of Eric Little quotes on his Facebook account. My favorite is this one. We are all missionaries. Wherever we go, we either bring people nearer to Christ or we repel them from Christ. I think that is also true of what we consume. It will either draw us closer to Jesus or take us further away from him.
I had to take a hiatus from television for a while. It was a matter of time. Time I, I somehow couldn't find for Bible study or prayer, but could find for Netflix, right? <laughs> and a matter of content. The content did not compel me to live a holy life. God is in the business of transforming us into the image of Jesus. I notice I want to shy away from words like holy. Culture tends to want to characterize our pursuit of holiness as holier than thou. But holy's only comparison point is a holy God. Comparing my holiness to yours or yours to mine or anyone else's is illogical and pointless. I'm not the standard. Culture is not the standard. God is the standard. I want the things I fill my mind and my spirit with to bring me closer to God, to increase my knowledge of and imitation of Jesus. You could say that we are the dentists of our mind and spirit. We are mixing elements together from what we consume, what we read, hear, absorb from culture, what we choose to entertain or to educate us. Does what we are using to fill the void make us more like Jesus? Does it edify us and others? And does it bring us closer to God? If so, those are feelings that will last and make us rich in knowledge and faith. Father, in a world that is hyper-connected and where knowledge is accessible with a keystroke, help us be wise in what we choose to consume. You've given us gifts and abilities, and in, and you've made truth available to anyone who would seek it. I pray that we would stay close enough to our Good Shepherd to recognize His voice and follow Him. I pray for discernment and self-awareness so that I'm not led astray by voices that are loud or charismatic or entertaining. Above all, help me use all that I learned to make me more like Jesus. In His name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Talk and Pray for Life and Business. To learn more about the podcast and to get today's transcript, notes, and other content, go to talkandpray.us slash podcast. Join me every Tuesday for more Talk and Pray. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and leave a positive review if you'd like to hear more content like this. This Talk and Pray podcast is sponsored by Talk and Pray for Life and Business, faith-based personal development courses and coaching. Music is In the Field by Audionautics.com. Look for Talk and Pray on Facebook and Instagram.